Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusik, your host, and today we have a fantastic guest all the way from Scotland, Julie Christie. How are you doing today? I am so good. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, I wish I a lot of loves like the love for marketing you're in Scotland I love Scotland so I feel like this is gonna be really lovely absolutely I can't wait awesome so Julie what about you introduce yourself and you tell us what do you do Okay, so my name is Julie Christie I'm from Scotland as you already said and I help photographers portrait and wedding photographers mainly to become marketers uh, within my membership I have a paid membership where I teach marketing and strategies for growing your business but also with my YouTube channel my Instagram account and my blog so all things marketing for photographers I love this and how did you got here like how this love for marketing where did it where did all got started and how tell us how how did you get here? yeah um it's So I was a teacher back in the day. I was a a teacher first and foremost. That's what I trained in. And I had this big move across the country with my husband's work. And I found myself without a job for a little while. And it became, it, it just was a bit of an opportunity to perhaps try something new, become my own boss. So I started a photography business thinking I'll just do this for a while until a teaching job comes up you know that I'll Mm -hmm. I'll play with it for a while see what what happens when it was it was photography because I had a camera I mean I cannot tell you how bad I was in the beginning I was one of those photographers everyone hates who starts a business and can't really take a photograph (laughs) so I did get better I promise well we all start somewhere yeah I was that person I was completely naive and I started my business and how I got from there to here was everything um, moved very quickly for me with my photography business it was it was 2010 so the competition was not quite so fierce Mm -hmm. Um, it was in those days where you could post to Facebook and actually get a a client from one post you know it was much easier so everything moved quite fast Um, within maybe a year I realized I needed to learn more about marketing I dived into that and I fell head over heels with the whole 
marketing process and all the different ideas and the creativity behind that. And what ended up happening was I would be looking forward to the marketing more than the <laughs> shooting. Do you know what I mean? I feel that way, but I think yes. we are rare in the photography industry. I think we are. I think we are. I would be sometimes really dreading shoots because I'm a bit more of an introvert than an extrovert. So I would be dreading shoots sometimes, like almost getting them over with and then driving back in the car thinking, how I was going to use those images to market my business and grow my business. And then I realized, okay, I'm trying to grow a business that actually my heart isn't in the shooting. My heart is in the marketing. So it was, it was, a. am making it sound like it was a very quick process. It was a very gradual process. <laughs> um, but I, I then started a podcast. I then moved on to my membership and that's where I found this love for teaching so kind of bringing everything together my teaching my photography past and my love of marketing to to help others other photographers to find a love for marketing because I think that within our industry photographers are kind of prone to saying okay I'm a creative person I'm not a business person I'm not a marketer and I'm trying to show them how creative actually marketing is. You know, if you're a creative person, you're probably inside you, you probably have an amazing marketer mm-hmm. sleeping in there somewhere because good marketers are creatives too. It's a 100%. creative process. So I've, I've, that's my passion is I'm absolutely, completely and utterly obsessed with helping photographers find a love for marketing and helping them to wake up that marketer that's who's inside of them. That's my, so basically now I eat, sleep and breathe marketing, but within the photography world. I love this. I love that I found my uh, soul sister across yeah. the pond. <laughs> Scotland, Miami. So I'm I'm the one in the rain. You're the one in the sun. (laughs) Correct. Well, at some point we're gonna have to like do a meetup because uh, we have a lot of things in common. So today we're actually gonna talk about strategies to market in Instagram. It seems that a lot of people within the past two months are running up in you know crying for help uh you know instagram said that they're gonna like start prioritizing video and it seems like the world has come to an end for photographers (laughs) uh we're being super dramatic about it we don't know what to do but hopefully you're here to teach us some strategies and to show us the light that is not as dark as we think and instagram is still a fun place to market ourselves So let's address the elephant in the room and the thing (laughs) that everybody's talking about, which is, you know, moving, uh, moving the platform from photo to video, which I think the message was a little bit not as straightforward. I think that was a little bit misleading because photos are not going away. Instagram, you can still upload your photos, but they're putting a lot of the emphasis on videos, meaning Instagram stories reels hgtv or however that thing is called igtv yeah. i call it <laughs> sorry Whatever. hgtv is for another day uh hgtv <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh some of the recommendations that you have yeah. for photographers that are right now having to like struggle with this mental blockage that they don't want to do video Absolutely. I think, first of all, it's important to say you know, there was that word that that was missed out. The word just was missed out. And that's mm. what threw everyone into this big tizzy. 
Um, and what he should have said was, and what he clarified after was, Instagram is no longer just a photo ah, sharing there you app. Go. And because he didn't say that word just, everyone went crazy thinking, oh my God, I can't share my photos on Instagram anymore or I'm going to disappear. He said it's no longer just a photo sharing app. So of course we can still share our photos. And I think that's really important to say regardless of the announcement and regardless of the shift, I believe, and I believe it's right, that no matter what format your content, your content takes, if you have good content and it has a strategy behind it and your audience love it and relate to it, I don't think you should be worried about this at oh, all. I love this. It, you should not be worried. If you are still sharing great content, people will engage with it and all Instagram cares about that's all they care about is keeping people on the platform if your content regardless of whether it's video or graphics or photo or photographs if your content is keeping your audience on Instagram and they're engaging with it you are going to do well so that's it always comes down to that you you don't have to now make this big shift over to video and all of your content you know maybe the majority of your content be videoed just because this announcement has come out if you are creating good content you will do well no matter I what love that well let's dive a little bit deeper into what good content is yes <laughs> well this is i think when it comes to staying with the video side of things i do think even though i have just said what i've said i do think we have to embrace video more okay um but I also think we have to remember that especially in the photography world there are very different types of clients there are clients who love video and there are clients who prefer text and images mm -hmm. so we I think we have to be creating both because we probably like to work with both types of clients so I think we have to do both and when we're doing video whether we're doing video or whether we are um, posting images, graphics, we should be posting better. So we should be showing people who we are. We should be posting for connection because we all have, you know, as, as we all know in the photography world, it is so busy and so noisy and we all have a huge amount of competition. If you don't, then you're one of the very lucky ones. So I think now photography and really standing out and differentiating yourself from everyone else is actually about you. It's about mm -hmm. bringing you into the business more and allowing your followers to get to know you and your personality, you know, your sense of humor, your character, your values, the values that you hold. And that doesn't mean you have to share, you know, everything that's going on in your life at all. I share the tiniest, tiniest. Me too. I share very, bit. very little of like my personal life. Yeah, but you could your personal life can stay quite personal whilst you can still show who you are as a person, you know, what mm -hmm. matters to you, what makes you tick, what makes you laugh. So these things I think regardless of the type of content, you know, behind the scenes of you and your business, um, you know, beside, behind the scenes of you working with clients and behind the scenes of you working 
on your marketing or working on your admin, all that kind of thing. And maybe if you're willing, a little bit of behind the scenes with family, friends, walking the dog, you know, things you do in your spare time. That should all be happening because honestly, now differentiation is is you. It's going to be the connection your audience feels towards you. That's what's going to make them book you and choose you. So apart from that, apart from behind the scenes stuff is instead of showing your images on the Instagram grid and writing a caption with a story, what you could do instead every now and again is get in front of the camera, show the image, you know, go from the image to you speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's just, it's like a, just a variation on the, the caption and still image. So you're showing the image and then you're telling the story. And I think this is nerve wracking for a lot of people who don't like to get in front of the camera. But I think what we've seen on Instagram in the last couple of years, especially, is this move from polished and perfect to very raw and real. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that? Yeah, 100%. And people, you know, everyone, I remember, you know, even just, I've had a love, an on-off love-hate relationship with Instagram <laughs> and I like it lots more. I love it now more because people are turning up, you know, with their hair unwashed, no makeup on their face and because they're showing up because they have something to say and they're, they don't care that everything behind them is perfect. They don't care that they haven't done their makeup that day. They have something to say. And I think if you can get past the fact that it doesn't have to be perfect, if you can get over yourself, then getting in front of the camera regularly to actually tell your stories instead of just writing about them is going to make people fall in love. The right people fall in love with you. They're going to love that. And actually, I think most people end up liking doing it Mm -hmm. after a while when they get over it because it's quicker and easier. It's actually is quicker and easier and it's more natural. So you can be getting in front of the camera to show images from a session and actually tell some of the stories, maybe something funny happened, or you can be getting in front of the camera to give them some tips. Remember how many people are thinking about booking you or you're thinking about booking a portrait shoot or thinking about choosing their wedding photographer but they have all these doubts they have all these questions they have all these barriers so you can be instead of sharing these via still graphics and or still images and captions you can also be getting in front of the camera to say look today I want to talk to you about why it doesn't matter that you're kids behave perfectly during a photo shoot or why you don't have to have an obedient dog or why you don't have to worry about posing with your partner on your wedding day so you're just helping people break down those barriers break down those objections telling client stories talking about your work and just being real and raw that's I know that's really hard there's going to be people (laughs) listening to that thinking no (laughs) I can't do it but you can. And actually, I think when when you think that you can't, you're really making it all about you. Mm, so good. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're really kind of making you're you're hiding from the camera because you are insecure and you're afraid. Instead of thinking about all these potential clients who need you and who need to see you and they need to hear you so that they get that connection and they think, oh, you know, that actually Carolina is the one I want to work with. I really feel like me and her 
would have a good time. I feel like I would be comfortable with her. So you're doing people a disservice by not allowing them that connection with you. And it's so much more powerful via video. And the great thing is the people who don't like video, and there's lots who still don't, especially I think introverts prefer written word. Mm -hmm. And there's still lots of people who don't like video so much. But the great thing about Instagram is that the captions are all automated now and they're quite reasonably accurate. And also you're going to have some written words in the caption as well. So you're suiting both types of person. I Does love that. A hundred percent. One of the things that I... Um, love about Instagram has been Instagram stories. They're not new. They've been here for years already. I use them all the time. Like on my feed, I post only twice a week because that's mentally, that's the only capacity that I have to come up with like good, good, good content because my feed is still very curated, you know, right? I still yeah. showing up in a, in a very professional way on my feed. My stories complete different story my yeah. story is I show up daily uh, as I mentioned before because I know I know this is kind of like a conundrum for people they're like what do you mean be personal but don't show everything about your life so I would say that in my stories I am super personable right I talk about things that I love like reality tv that's like my my thing that's like my superpower is talking I love reality TV <laughs> about reality TV I talk about my dog uh, and I talk about like my yoga practice right those are three things that I cover on my Instagram stories besides work related stuff right I don't talk about anything personal like I've been married for 18 years and a lot of people don't even know that because I never talk about my husband because he doesn't like to be on you know on Instagram stories so like I respect his privacy so like a lot of people they later on find out that I'm actually married so that's what I say that you don't have to talk about every single thing you can choose little little tiny things and even yeah. when I am coaching people and I'm like listen I really embrace my love for reality tv I have so many clients that they have obviously booked me because they trust me, they love my work, but we connected on that, you know, our love for crap TV. That's really Yes, a hundred percent. So having, you know, having, allowing yourself to not be so serious on your Instagram yeah. stories, I think that is, it's refreshing, you know? And once again, they only last for 24 hours. I think that sometimes we give ourselves like, we put ourselves like in this pedestal that really nobody else is putting us on yeah. it. And I just think that you need to relax. Once again, you can record something and if you don't like it, you can delete it. But my advice to whoever is listening to this is like, don't take yourself so seriously on Instagram yeah. stories. Allow yourself to like have fun. Definitely, definitely. I think that it's, that's difficult for some people to distinguish what goes on stories you know especially when it's um, a video for example mm -hmm. what goes on stories and what can I put on my feed and I think what I would say is what you're talking about when you're if, for example you connecting with people over trashy tv which I love because <laughs> you're so right that that brings people together it gives them something to talk about in those early stages and it makes them think okay if we have that in common we're probably going to get along well and it's even just you know if you're a cat person maybe you'll talk about your cat all the time or you know if you're quite geeky and into um, I don't know painting you know those little figurines or you're into cosplay or whatever it is for you or you're a bookworm you should be talking about that sort of stuff in your stories. But what I would say is what to bring into your feed is the work-related stuff. Correct. 
let's try I think everyone should be trying to get away from the perfect feed and more towards what's going to actually make a difference to my audience and make them feel like they can reach out to me and work with me so I think if you're talking if you're giving some tips for example in your stories um, some thing anything that's going to educate them about working with you or break down barriers that they have about working with you I would consider giving it a, a cover and putting it on your grid because it's 100%. worthwhile you know I love this and I like that you mentioned that we have so much to share that is not only um that is work related right sometimes I think that we get stuck into this mentality that it's like well we're just taking photos right that's what we yeah. do we just take photos which is true, we're just taking photos, but it, a lot of prepping comes into taking photos. A lot of prepping, not only for you as a photographer, but for you as your clients, right? I always tell my, you know, people that I coach, it's like, talk about what to wear at a session. Your clients yes. probably don't know what to wear because they never had a professional photo shoot. Talk about, like, as you said, if you have a cranky kid, your kid doesn't have to be perfect at a photo shoot. Talk about, like, bringing snacks, you know, those little yeah. things that perhaps as a photographer you overlook because you do it all the time that you you think it's like nobody cares about that anybody will know this the reality is like no not everybody knows this and you should show up on your you know use your your instagram as a tool to you know educate people connect with people and you know as you said this is going to create not only trust but it's also going to position you as as the guide right you know what you're doing that's why people come to you yeah put yourself out there as the expert that you are 100% and and tell stories I think that um, you know sometimes the tips can and the educational content can run dry a little bit you have to refresh them and you know bring them out of you almost um, regurgitate them over and over but the stories never ever end and you know, people say to me, photographers say to me, I don't really have that many stories from shoots. But the thing is, I think what they're looking for are the big stories. Mm -hmm. And as humans, we are way more interested in the tiny, tiny little stories. And every single wedding you do, every single shoot you do has like a three second moment in it where something significant happened that lots of people would miss mm-hmm. but you as the photographer and as a people watcher uh, as someone who's no- noticing people you see it then you should write it down you should be sitting in the car after every single session and thinking what was my three second moment during that shoot or that wedding and it might just be um, a look that passed between two people that you saw that meant a lot or, you know, a, a touch, a gesture or a change in someone, a shift that you saw, or it can, it can be the tiniest little story, but these are the things that your audience will really relate to. And when you tell the story, they will find out a lot about the person you are they will see who you are because you noticed that little thing. And if that's something that made them feel something they're going to feel even more further connected to you. So these sto- these stories, they never run dry. So really tell the stories with your images and think about what, you- and consider getting on the camera to do that. Even just right after the shoot or right after the wedding, if you're sitting in your car, consider just getting your phone out and saying, do you know this thing just happened at this shoot? It's so 
it's so small and seemingly insignificant, but wait till I tell you about it. I loved it. That really allows people to see the passion that you have for what you do and how much you care about the people that you're working with. So that, if you think about it like that, you will never run out of Instagram content ever in your life. A hundred percent. And also Instagram had made it very easily for you to literally engage with your audience, right? You can yes. ask polls questions, you can add stickers, you can add music, you can literally ask people to answer one of your questions. And if you're talking about like a little story, as you said, like you just witnessed, you know, doing this family shoot, for example, then you can ask like, have you ever felt that way? Have you ever experienced that? And then obviously once people hit your DMs, don't leave them there. Just like if somebody answered to you, just don't leave them there. Just like continue that conversation. I think this is one of like my favorite marketing uh, tips for Instagram. Like I constantly ask questions to my clients. Sometimes I make the answers to be really silly on the polls, right? But I always answer it, whether the answer being yes or no, like I always follow up because I want to make sure one, for me, it's important that people feel seen, right? Like if I'm asking a question, they're giving me an answer. I want to make sure that I, you know, give them love back. And also- I want them to know that I'm here for, you know, let's talk about this because once you start talking about it, then the possibility of casually selling, as I said, it's so yes. much easier, right? And it's not like, I'm like, hey, do you want this? But, I, you know, like if the opportunity presents and let's say, let's say, let's give the example of like photographing an engagement session, right? And we saw something like a very tender moment between the couple that I wasn't expected. And then I go and I ask that question. I'd be like, hey, you know, how do you feel when your partner kind of like, you know, touches your, you know, your ear or whispers something really yeah. sweet to you? Do you feel like, how do you like this? People replied, right? Yes, no, it never happened to me. Or yes, I love when this happens. And then, you know, after a couple of back and forth, you know, DMs, then you could ask like, hey, what about, have you guys been photographed professionally? Even if you're yeah. married already, would you like to have like a like an anniversary session, something like that? If you're interested, I would love to, you know, to to be there yeah. for you or something like that. So it's not like a hard sell, but it's like a opening the door for like possibilities. Definitely, definitely. And continuing the conversation in DMs is a huge, huge thing that I think a lot of people are missing. Um, and like you said about asking questions, people like to talk about themselves and they like it when you show an interest. So it's the easiest kind of marketing ever is just to ask people questions about themselves. And oh, yeah, like you say, open the door and it might end in nothing, but it really might end in something. So take the chance, right? And one of the things also that I feel like Instagram has kind of like ruined us is like this instant gratification, right? We post a photo, we get immediate likes. Sometimes when we're having these conversations in the DMs, kind of like our brain is expecting that transaction. As you said, we don't know where this leads. It could happen immediately. It could happen a year down the road. Somebody be like, hey, we spoke a year ago, finally, you know, he proposed or she proposed and, you know, we really like you, send us your pricing. So I, I in my business, like I'm, I'm always thinking that I'm just planting seeds. I don't yes. know what's going to happen today, tomorrow, or five years from now. I yeah. remember actually my very first destination wedding happened to be in Curacao. And it all happened because I photographed a family. So I photographed this family. They love the photos. Three years later, they refer me to this wedding in Curacao. I was like, this is crazy. I, I just photographed them once. It's not like I was photographing them every year. 
And three years later, she's like, you did our family photos three years ago and we love them. And when my sister got married, I immediately sent her your information. Yeah. So love it. I, I think that this is one of the things in marketing is like you're just planting seeds and some seeds, you know, will sprout really fast and some seeds yes. will take a time. But if you do the work, you can collect at the end of the, you know, 100%. at some point. And you're so much more likely to see it come to fruition if you are keeping in touch with people as Correct. well. If you're keeping in touch with those that you worked with or those that you nearly worked with then you're staying top of mind you know so too many photographers are seeing especially I think especially wedding photographers think well you know they're not going to get married I only do weddings um once someone's married that's it you know what's the point in me sending emails or you know I'm, I'm not going to work with them again unless they get divorced but what you know they they're going to have so many friends that mm-hmm. they can refer you to or refer to you they're go and that it's like um if you disappear off the face of the earth then the likelihood is that they slowly forget about you it's out of you sight out touch, of mind yeah you, if you keep in touch you're going to stay fresh and they're going to be so much more likely to to recommend you and that is I I think when it comes to longevity in business that is everything is keeping in touch in a meaningful way because then that will in the end that adds up to nearly all of your business will be referrals and repeat business 100% and I think this is why Instagram stories is great because you are constantly showing up on people's you know I have a lot of clients that they you know DM me they're like oh my god we haven't seen you in so long but like I feel like I saw you literally yesterday because I watch your Instagram stories yeah so I think this is why if if you're still not convinced maybe this is the part out of my out of sight out of mind that's something that you don't want you want to be relevant for your clients or for people that are trying to work with you well let's talk a little bit about I mean, we're talking about content and we're talking about kind of like Instagram stories being a little bit more casual, right? Something that perhaps you're not even planning. You're just like feeling the moment you turn on the camera. But what about actual content that you are planning to produce? This could be now because of reels. I feel that reels you need, even though you can make them in the moment, I feel like you need a little bit more um, producing or things like that. Do you batch produce your content? Do you recommend this for, for your clients, for your students? I would never recommend it in a blank, in a kind of generic way. Okay. Because I'm a big believer and you know, all my members will be fed up hearing this, but I'm a big believer in there is no answer for everyone. There's no right answer for everyone. And I, I like to get to know people to understand what I should recommend to them. Like I sometimes batch content and I sometimes don't. And I've, I'm not a creature. This is something I've kind of learned to live with about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not a creature of habit. I would love to have these amazing habits and routines and structure to my life, but it's, I'm a naturally chaotic person. So sometimes I go through a phase of batch, batching my content and sometimes I don't. So mm-hmm. I think you have to find what works for you. And if batching is in line with the kind of person you are, and it's probably if you're more of an organized person, batching is going to be amazing. If you are on the other end of the spectrum and you're a little bit more chaotic, you're probably not going to be a batcher. It's probably never going to work for you. So I'm a big believer in just doing what works. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it means 
that you are not quite so organized and you're never quite getting as ahead of yourself as you want to, that's okay. You know, don't beat yourself up about it. As long as you are getting your content out there, it's all good. Um, if I do batch, when I, when I'm batching my content, it's because I'm in, so I kind of work in seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't, I'm not the kind of person who can create a big piece of content every week, week in and week out. I've tried mm -hmm. it and it's not for me. And it, I had real burnout with it. So I kind of work in seasons. I'll like have, um, a season of content where I'm producing uh, a YouTube video every week. So that's when I start to batch and I'll, this is what I recommend for anyone who produces big content like a blog post or a video or a podcast episode is to create that big piece of content and then use it to repurpose you know mm -hmm. repurpose it to email repurpose it so for me it's a youtube video and then i repurpose that content into an email for my audience i repurpose it to my blog so that i get some seo juice from that and then i take it and i chunk it up into little pieces for social media so it's one piece of content and I might get 10 social media posts from it and some of them might be reels so that's how I would recommend batching if you do want to batch but honestly if it doesn't suit you I don't think you should try to become someone you're not mm -hmm. good point I do believe uh, I'm a little bit more a structure and even yes. though I don't batch for weeks, I do believe that if you don't plan it, it doesn't happen. So Absolutely. for example, I mentioned earlier that I only post twice a week on my feed because more than that, I, I don't have the bandwidth right now to do something like that. So it's not like I batch the whole month. It's not like, oh, I have my yeah. 10, you know, Instagram posts. I actually, every Monday, I take a look at what I want to post and I just choose, you know, the two posts for the week. That way I kind of like break down all this kind of like big batching into the small sizes that I can manage and that I know I'm not going to get burnout or overwhelm or anything like that. But I do Definitely. believe that, that you do need to make a commitment into saying, I'm going to show up. I'm going to post. Yes. Because if you wait, next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's been three months. I haven't done anything. That's so. it. That's it. Even no matter what kind of person you are. So, you know, I've already admitted I'm more on the chaotic mm -hmm. side. But even though I'm that way, I still have my year plan, my yeah, quarterly like plan my monthly plan, my weekly plan. So I plan if I, like you said, if, if I don't plan it, I will fall out of the way of it. So I, and I know that the minute I stop being, for example, Instagram is what we're talking about. The minute I stop being consistent on Instagram, it's a slippery slope. Mm, 100%. So yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. You have to plan, have to plan. Make it work however works for you, but I think yes. that you do have to, you know, you have to plan. Awesome. So, I mean, we're talking about, you know, we talk a little bit about reels, we talk a little bit about content planning, but is there one, one marketing strategy on IG that you want to share with all of us that you think like, if you don't do anything else, just do this. Oh my goodness. There are just so many things that, that I could talk about. Um, if I had to choose... I hate okay. to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I think I was going to say content pillars, but I don't think that's, um, I think most people probably have their content pillars mm -hmm. for Instagram and for their business and they know what kind of things they're talking about. So I think what's more helpful is maybe to say 
when you have something that you want to sell, so let's say you, I think you have to, like we just talked about planning. And when you're a photographer and you're planning your year, you will usually have different, or you might have different seasons in your Mm -hmm. year and there might be quieter periods and there might be busier periods. So you have to plan your Instagram around that. So let's say you are a portrait photographer, for example, and you have your fall, you say fall, I say (laughs) autumn, You, you have your fall autumn sessions coming up and you want to sell them out you want to completely sell them out so that you can then move on and think about Christmas or you can move on and think about the new year you want to sell it out when you're on Instagram and you have something you want to sell out you have to campaign you have to campaign and this is what I see not happening with photographers you if you have something you want to sell out, you can sell it out on Instagram. You literally can if you have momentum. And it's all about, like you, you and I talked about a moment ago, is planning your content and having a strategy behind it. So let's stick with the fall autumn sessions. But I mean, if you're a wedding photographer, maybe you're looking ahead in your calendar and you can see, oh my goodness, at this point, I would have hoped to have 10 weddings booked for next summer and I don't have them so I'm worried then that would be for me I would be thinking okay campaign to sell out next summer's wedding availability that would be my campaign and I would go hell for leather on Instagram about that and what I mean is go on and on and on and on and on about it. You can't post once. You can't post twice. You can't even post three times. Nothing will happen with that. You have to have a strategy and a buildup of content. So if you have something to sell out, think about all the reasons people might not reach out to you to book that and create some Instagram content around that. Think about all the questions people might have about it and create a post about every single question. Think about all the desires they have around this thing and create a post about each of those desires. I mean, every possible angle you want to cover it and you want to have the same call to action every single time which takes them to the link in your bio which takes them to a landing page which convinces them to either get in touch with you or to book so it's very focused because when you focus on that one thing and all your content nearly all of your content is about that one thing for maybe just you know three weeks maybe it's longer depends on you know the kind of profit that's involved but when you focus all of your content on that and you're building and building and building, you are creating a buzz and you're creating momentum around this thing. And people are seeing it not just once, but several, several times. And of hopefully you would have some kind of um, limited number or some kind of deadline there where you're creating some urgency. But if you're focused on that, you are way more likely to sell it out. And people think that oh, I can't, I can't keep going on about the same thing, but you're going on about the same thing in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you, a real one day, stories the next day, you know, um, a graphic, an image with a story. It, 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 there's so many different ways you can do it. So you're educating them and you're uh, entertaining them whilst at the same time reminding them, look, have you seen that I have this going on? You know, 
I only have two spaces left. Link The link is in the bio. You're mentioning it all the time. And you know what it's like, people will, even though you have posted like eight times to your grid, 300 stories, <laughs> um, you've sent out five emails, people will still say, oh, I, I missed it. Because you think, you think everyone is seeing everything, but they're not. So that would be my thing is photographers don't post enough about the thing they want to sell. And then they end, you know, they end up saying, well, I tried to sell out my mini sessions and no one was interested. And then I go and look at their Instagram and they like posted about it twice. I love this. It doesn't work. You have momentum, buzz building, all focused on one link, one call to action, because Honestly, if you do, of, of course, you have other things you want to sell. And of course, you have other things you want people to see. But when you create a buzz about one thing, you actually increase your visibility across the board. And the people who are not interested in that thing you're campaigning about right now, they are, you're now on their radar for maybe for some personal branding photography or an engagement shoot, you know? So it, when you focus on one thing and you do it so, so well, you really... Um, increase your visibility for all of your services if you do different things. This is a great tip. And I love that as photographers, as you said, we, we're seasonal, but like every year, the same season repeats itself. So yes. like to add to what you just said, like let's talk about, you know, these fall autumn sessions. Don't wait until September to start talking about this. Like literally <laughs> the time is now. This yes. is when you need to start talking about. And obviously, uh, I want you to maybe like, if you don't know how to do this, I mean, obviously there's people like Julie that you can hire, you know, to help you, you know, or the talk with public, whatever the case is. But if you just want to do a case study on your own, take a look at your local politician, how they start campaigning. At the beginning, it's a little bit, a little bit. And once it's like election time is like hard on. So the yes. same thing for you, right? You kind of start right now, start, you know, sharing a little bit of information about family sessions, why they're important. Talk about like, hey, I have 10 spots. And as you progress, the urgency obviously increases and you can, uh, you know, it's like a snowball, you know, it starts a little, little, little. And once yes. you get closer to the day, it's big, it's, you know, in your face and all that. And once again, this is not selling for the sake of selling, of showing up and just be like, hey, book me, book me, book me, because yeah. people will turn that off really quickly. But if you're showing up, as you mentioned, with like value, with like, here are your hesitations. Let me address your hesitations. Here are your desires. Let me enhance that happiness of feeling. Here yes. are perhaps your uh, the obstacles that you might think that you have, which is like your kids won't cooperate. Your husband doesn't want to do this. Well, let me give you some tips on how to like overcome these you know barriers because once again you are the expert. This for them this is like maybe once a year thing, but for you you photograph maybe in your career, hundreds of families. So you actually have an answer for their problems because you have experienced yes. that with somebody else. A hundred percent. The earlier that, I'm so glad you said that, but the, the earlier, the better. I mean, considering how many photographers are doing autumn sessions as well, you have to get in there very early and create that desire what and, is that and get saying? your clients involved as well you know get people to add themselves if it's really early they can add themselves to a waiting list but you can get them to post you know 
to their stories saying, oh, I'm so excited. I've just booked Julie for such and such, you know, involve people. I, it's, I love when I see a photographer on Instagram creating a buzz around their services because that is what sells. People need to feel it. Talking about repurposing content and having your clients help you promote, I want to say that sometimes we think that it's our client's job to market for us. And we get annoyed when they're like, oh, they're not helping me. Well, it's not their job, first of all. But if you make it easier for them, they'll do it because it's it's a no-brainer. So what I'm talking about is like, if you're talking about mini sessions, and let's say you're creating a bunch of stories about mini sessions, tag your clients on the story. That way it will show up on their feed or on their notification. And it's just really simple to push to my stories like they don't have to even think about it. just push a button but if you Absolutely. want your clients to go back to their galleries download the photos write a story for you they don't work for you nobody's gonna do that make Never it easy for them happen. totally it's like when you ask for testimonials you know you have to kind of say look remember when we were working together and you said this mm-hmm. Do you think that you could write that for me in a little <laughs> sentence or can I write that down and use it as a testimonial? You know, people are like, oh, they didn't write me a testimonial, but that's because it takes too much time and brain power. So yeah, everything, make everything easy. A hundred percent. Love, love this. Well, Jilly, what are you currently loving other than marketing? Oh my goodness. Um, what am I currently loving? Do you mean like outside of marketing, yeah, like outside in your of life? photography? Um, oh this is so bad, but I think you might like it because I now me. know that you like trashy TV. <laughs> so I love, I have this horrendous love of trashy TV as well. And I'm kind of, I'm embracing it more. I've been ashamed of it for years. <laughs> Embrace it. I'm embracing it now. I see it as my, no, I don't need any brain power to sit and enjoy this. And I love seeing the way people behave. So there's this show. Do you have Love Island? In, of in course, we, Love Island UK. Of course we watch it. So I am watching Love Island right now and I'm completely obsessed. And I'm not, I'm not joking. I am obsessed with Love Island. And I watch it. It's like my guilty pleasure at nighttime. I put Love Island on and I'm like, oh my God. God, what is Toby going to do? And who's going to come back from Casa Amor? I can't believe they did that. Oh, it's so good, but it's it is, so it, bad. It, it, but hey, as you said, you don't need any mental power to that. Not, we don't have to be thinking and planning no. and creating all the time. We can just like embrace our reality TV. Totally. Which is funny because one of my first episodes of the podcast was how to market yourself like a real housewife. So oh, I, I talk about like all the things like the real housewives of Beverly Hills and New York and all that, what they do and how they market themselves. And then I just, well, I'm just going to link it to this episode. That with is you. so cool. I am definitely <laughs> going to listen to that one. Definitely. Oh, that was a good one. I well, like, I like to say that I love trashy TV because I'm just interested in the psychology, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a case study, you know? Yeah, I say the same thing. It's a case study for me. <laughs> Awesome. Julie, where could people find you? 
Um, well, since we've talked about Instagram, that's probably the best place for them to go. And I am at Togs and Business on Instagram. And I, I would love to connect with them there. And, you know, feel free to ask me any questions. I always reply to messages. So yeah, Instagram is where to come and get me. Togs and awesome. Business. And take a screenshot of this episode, put it on your Instagram stories, tag Tog and Business, tag the Talk Republic so we can repurpose your content. You see? Yay. Full circle <laughs> over here. Love it. Julie, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, so always, good to you know, talk we'll to you. We'll stay connected on Instagram. Once I get back to traveling, we'll love to go back to Scotland and, you know, see Edinburgh. I can say it right. <laughs> I can say it right. <laughs> it, it's lit. No one can say it right except a Scot. So don't worry about it. Edinburgh. Awesome. Edinburgh. There you go. <laughs> it was a pleasure chatting with you. And I can't wait to host you again in the future. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Until next time. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week. 